session 13 of our game of the between and we are doing something a little different despite having uh 15 mastermind clues and kind of just waiting for that threat to begin we're going to slot in a a new threat but before we do that we need to do rewards we do need to do a bit of uh a bit of night cleanup and i think when our episode starts it's a cold open in media res camera focuses in on the blank-eyed stare of the collector as he looks unseeing up at the ceiling of the museum the spear still sticking out of his throat in a way that uh an actual human body would not support the weight of. But regardless, it's TV. The child, Frank, Ava, and Salk are in the area. Ava, you just killed the threat. Salk, you just he lost your... <laughs> he ran into your spear nine times. Um, Sulk uh, was giveth and then watched his uh, deity get poked. Frank, you barely managed to uh, not get got by Sulk and restrain the child. As the camera pans up from the body to the uh, 3.5 of you. What's the atmosphere like? Um, Ava is like sort of recollecting herself and preening. Um, uh, it's kind of like thinking of it like nothing just happened. <laughs> and um, she like looks at everybody and she's like well shall we be off then i love the thought of ava doing that well frank has just been stabbed Salk is kneeling on the floor like un just unresponsive <laughs> ava's just like yeah let's go do you know this character? Like, do you, <laughs> like where have you been for the six months? <laughs> I think Salk will go take a bath. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I a critical so. moment. <laughs> Salk looks up and says, "I'm not going anywhere with you." Oh, now now is not the time for dramatics. Let's let's be off and um, let's Scotland Yard deal with all of this. And is that what you're going to do? Let's. Um. Sog's going to do something stupid and risky. Salk is going to try to go through 
the collector's stuff, his notes, his books, things like that, um, and and risks like staying here even though it's dangerous. Okay, what are you looking for? Stuff about the uh, what did he call them? Deathless. Okay. Yeah. Or also presumably because he's still under the influence of uh, Giveth. Uh, more... How does that work if he's dead? Uh, Salk has the uh, condition follower of the collector still. So not well for Salk, I imagine. Or possibly Ava. <laughs> Or possibly Ava. The scene ends with Sulk picking up the helmet and putting it on. <laughs> um, I am the collector now. Um, <laughs> what's Frank doing? Uh, I think Frank is... Um... Uh, I think Frank is, has just noticed that he's been wounded and, um, and is getting up and checking himself over, making sure, trying to figure out which, what, what blood of this is his and what is uh, not. The child, sorry, I'm looking up here. Their last role. Oh, uh, actually, oh. Dan, your custom move. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you uh, did you see my my suggested amendment? I did, and I've made a few very small tweaks to that, uh, and and recorded it. Okay, let me uh, take a peek. Okay, cool. Um, And you got a 10 on that. The child will, I think it was a 10 on, on your quickening. Or no, it must've been a 12. Uh, oh yeah. So the child is going to uh, be staring quite intently at the wound in your side his pupils are far too wide for his eyes. It's almost like they've swallowed the irises entirely. And he holds out a hand and Frank, you feel the blood in the wound start to move. Like you, Ooh. Ooh. he holds his hand out and it's almost like the blood starts dripping toward him and then stops and just hangs there for a moment before sliding back into you. And as the child stares, you feel warmth in your side and you're probably not at an angle to see it, but the wound will start knitting itself together. And then the child looks up at you and stares blankly for 
few seconds and then just grins. Sharp teeth like a shark's shining in the dim light. You are full of surprises. That's a new one. That's a new trick. He'll kind of pull, tug on your sleeve till you lean forward and he'll just say, hungry now. All right. We'll see if we can find you. We'll see if we can find you something on the way home, okay? Ugh, children, if it's not one thing, then it's another. I, yep. Martin, Teddy draws a hot bath for a pair of good-looking young men staying in the same room. In what way does Teddy bring the erotic subtext of the scene to the fore? So it started off as like a call, like they thought, these, these two gentlemen thought that their tub wasn't working. Um, <clears throat> Teddy kind of like, uh, Teddy... Um, shows up as sort of like a um maintenance person like he can do that too because the other maintenance actual maintenance person was busy so he's helping with the bathtub and then um noticing the interactions between these gentlemen um teddy takes it upon himself to um you know once he fixes the bathtub allegedly um runs the water and then like adds some fragrant oils and um, some a rose petal here or there, and um, once the the bath is ready, um, Teddy doesn't leave. <laughs> Ooh. Teddy assists these gentlemen with their bathtub time. He is uh, full service. Thank you. Yeah. Eventually, though, Teddy does return to his, or you know what, we'll do that after. I was going to do that and then go back to uh, the Waitley camera, but we'll, we'll do that at the end. Morgan, you have just seen the uh, woman named Brianna disappear in a flash of light from the camera. The rest of the Society Obscura seem at once kind of dazzled and also a little disappointed. But as they, the uh, festivities begin to wrap up, you don't even notice when the camera disappears. It's like it disappeared, not even between blinks, between tiny little saccade of your eye. They don't seem perturbed or surprised by its absence. What are you doing? So is everyone still just in the room? Or yeah, but you can tell things are out? starting to, things are start. you know, people are, are starting to stand up a little straighter. Uh, People are maybe starting to move toward the exit. The, the party is over. How surreptitiously can Morgan just kind of make her way over to where the camera had been located? 
Like, will that be like in the direction people are milling out or against the direction? No, that would, that would be out? almost as if with the camera gone, no one's interested in, in, I mean, they're certainly not interested in the empty tripod. So you can. Where is Portia? She is, uh, I think she's also starting to leave the room. Maybe she's at the head of the group. And Periwinkle? Um, oh, he'll be at the, the rear. He'll be waiting to till everyone leaves and probably start tidying up, maybe put the tripod away. I think Morgan is going to kind of yeah, go go against the tide of people slowly and make their okay, way over to Periwinkle. And he leans toward him and says, is it always like this? Harry Winkle barks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not wearing the dog costume today. Um, Perry Winkle will, will look at you and say, like what? Morgan pauses a moment and says, this brief? No, sometimes the camera takes its time. Sometimes it takes other things. Other things? Like Brianna. Does it not take people like Brianna every time? Sometimes it doesn't show up at all. And Morgan just kind of glances over where the tripod was and says, the camera has its own whims? Probably. Do you know where it goes when it's not here? Where does everything go when it's not here? Nando's. I've never asked. I see. Um, Morgan's going to walk over to where the tripod is. Assuming it's still standing there and Periwinkle hasn't cleaned it up. As you start walking uh one of the hooded figures is going to just happen to glance back and see you and a voice will address you in a language you don't understand okay pauses and looks to Periwinkle and raises an eyebrow just in kind of a questioning, what did they say, look? If Periwinkle understands what you're saying, uh, he doesn't show it for what you're conveying. Okay, walks back over to Periwinkle and says, do you know what tongue it is they speak? Uh, Perry will, will 
consider for a moment and say, Aramaic? Ah, yes, completely normal. And how long does the person looking at you is approaching now? Well, for lack of anything easier on hand, I think he's going to do something similar and can. I can Morgan like bite the inside of Kerchik for a blood sacrifice to do a ritual. Can you do it before this person reaches you? I think this is going to be a night move with composure. Let's see, I have a bunch of stuff. You have a lot of stuff. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So many <laughs> things. I think... Kate is going to produce because we say we can do this because we have inventory apparently a bottle of rare and vintage red wine from Spain give it to Periwinkle and tell him to distract the uh the person walking over with trying to serve them wine saying that he has a gift for the people here and if periwinkle would be so kind as to convey care intentions I'm not going to ask for a roll from that, Ben. Um, I think that's a, a fairly, uh, yeah, that's a safe bet. Um, Periwinkle will take the wine and look at it and then look up at you a little puzzled, but uh, intrigued, and then go and speak perfect Aramaic to this person. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, they will take the the wine look at you 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 detect a bit of uh, a little bit of confusion but they will start walking away are you still doing your ritual um yeah i was going to use it to uh with communicate with someone or something you don't share a language with um if I did that now, would that allow me to speak with others there who are speaking yes. Aramaic? Would that linger? Yes. Okay, I think Morgan will do that anyway. Yeah. All right. And give me a roll. Dice. 
and I may as well use something else here because I again I have lots of stuff um which I need to use for something you have a plus three I think you're okay yeah that's true yeah I'll just roll um let's do the ticks eight because I got a three and a two plus three so on an eight, magic works imperfectly. Choose your effect and a complication. So you're communicating with someone or something you do not share a language with. And actually, if you don't mind, considering this is a night phase, I would like to choose the complication. Sure. Your magic will draw immediate unwanted attention. <laughs> All right. What would you like to say to this person? Um, so Morgan kind of like bites her cheek and when she feels the blood like kind of like welling in the hollow, Kate takes her tongue and uses it to like trace a circle uh on care palette um before biting down on the other side of care cheek and then using the blood that wells there and then like coating the inside of her teeth okay walks up to the hooded figure and I'm, I'm assuming that they just get new people coming in sometimes, or I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't know. Um, Kay walks up to the hooded figure and says, mo motions to the bottle that Periwinkle gave and says, it was very good here. The person will will look at you or look down at the bottle in their hands and then look up at you and say, yes, it was. I thought I smelled your magic and pull back the hood and Vittorio Clemenza is grinning at you. And he will say, <laughs> didn't picture you for a photography enthusiast, Morgan. Morgan's eyes just kind of widen ever so slightly before Kay realizes, um, before Kay kind of like gets a grip on uh, your expression and says before just looking Victoria up and down well you know I appreciate a good sense of aesthetics and he will step forward a little bit and kind of step right into your space and speak very close to your ear, say, 
Don't get in my way, Morgan. I'm here for the camera. She raises her eyebrow and says, well, we have something in common then. Is there any reason why we should not work together to acquire it? I believe we have very different goals in mind. Lovely to see you, darling. And he's he raises to... an eyebrow and just doesn't say anything in return. He's going to snap his hood back down and start walking away. Periwinkle will float over and say, That looked like chemistry. He turns to Periwinkle and says, I didn't think our last date went that badly. And then shrugs. Matt, Teddy returns to his tiny dingy flat in East London. What do we see in Teddy's apartment that shows how he tries to incorporate bits of glamour into his dull gray life? There are guests who are so enticing that Teddy's voyeurism demands a souvenir. While they sleep, he quietly slips into their rooms and helps himself to a memento. In his flat, taking up an entire squalid wall, is his small, carefully tended collection, his own tiny gallery, his shrine. A pair of shoes from an actress right after her big break, a bottle of fine champagne from the diplomat's party, shaving soap purloined from a lord, a fine gold ring the lost blamed on a maid. Every night he sits alone in front of his shrine. In his mind, the one grubby candle is a fine chandelier. Every night he constructs an alternate life where he glitters ever so finely at home among the wealthy and the powerful with a clever story for every item in his exhibit. Every night the dawn comes too soon, leaving him cold and alone. If uh, everyone's okay with that, I would like to wrap up the dark. Actually, wait, I don't get to ask that. It's my phase. We're done night. Let's talk about rewards. Uh, Martin has taken the unique reward from the collector. Uh, that is, uh, Ava learns to more deeply tie herself to her reflection. Uh, dog has the zoomies in a very small area. Um, when you experience an event that will result in your death, mark this item instead of invoking the Janus mask. The event occurs, but you survive and heal or resurrect after a short time. The brand remains on your reflection, but this feat will only work once. There are uh, three other unique rewards. A vest of unknown armor, light yet resilient. If worn, it may be marked in lieu of taking a wound to the chest or torso, even if the wound would otherwise be fatal. Uh, an antique spear, the tip painted with a blue tinted or reflective paint. A collection of tomes detailing secrets from history and a memento from the investigation. Uh, Matt, did it sound like Salk was aiming for a collection of tomes? Uh, I wasn't thinking about that, but sure. You get a collection of tomes detailing secrets from history. So there's uh, a vest, a spear, and a memento left for Frank and Morgan.
I'm I'm eyeing that spear if that's uh if that works for you. Sweet. Go for it. Not taking the armor after just after being stabbed. <laughs> well, I want to keep the spear away from people who will stab me with it. Fair enough. There. My first inclination is to ask, what does the armor look like with the charismatic? It is a piece of the a collector's armor. Well, it, it will be, uh, I imagine the collector's is kind of styly, stylish in like a bloodborne kind of way. Cool, I can deal with that. All right. Um, did anyone not get an echo in the night last time that would get one now? That's a hard question. I know. I'm Frank sorry. and Ava um, didn't last time. Yeah. Could I like make a case for Frank, Ava? And Matt, sorry, Salk. <laughs> um, Salk on um, his. Okay, then maybe Frank and Ava um, uh, being involved in a situation and having a third party come in to help. Hmm. I'll take it. Yep. So if you were... Uh, you can get one extra XPs. Um, I totally see why they're changing it to six XP per level, not five. Yeah, because I, I maxed out last time, and yeah. I, I don't know what we're doing about that still. <laughs> I think it'll be uh, a, 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 a plus one forward. How's that? Sure. I forget how those work. I will nod and smile. I know we have them, and I always forget that particular mechanic. Yeah. Wait, up plus one forward? What I never remember how it works. You can take plus one to your next... You can take plus one to your next move roll. So next next move, you can get a plus one, but I'll let you hold the plus one, you can decide when when you use it. That's your reward for leveling up again. But you can only hold one of these, so no getting like right. multiples. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So rewards are done. It is done. We already did the, the answering of Don questions, I believe. So please uh, set your new ones. And we have some moves. So we only have Waitley Camera and the Mastermind. Waitley Camera and the Pinkerton. Left, technically. Oh, Pinkerton's now, yeah. And now the, the holiday special begins. Or the special episode. So. The... We're, we're going to let a couple of days 
pass from the last session. Um, curiously, uh, Ava, I imagine you will have been watching the news or the newspapers. There was no, no entry about the events at the museum. And Ava is upset. Well, well, not like outwardly. So just that's a shame. I put so much work into that. That was all about me. And it's not in the news. That appears to be the case. But that's an attitude to take about it. There <laughs> is. How do you not know? <laughs> something has arrived at Hargrave House. A, a letter from Rabbi Rebecca Solomon. Rabbi Rebecca is actually a former hunter of Hargrave House. She has retired to uh, become a rabbi. But she is asking for assistance in cracking a case that is close to home to her and to all of you living in London. But the bodies of three dancers from the Royal Ballet have been discovered encased in ice and posed as sculptures throughout the city. Basil Lagarde, 13, posed encased, or sorry, posed skating at Regent's Lake Park. Massimo Osani, 19, found praying at Solomon's own synagogue. Hermes the Soaring Lambros, 29, crucified outside St. Paul's Church. Each body had been gelded. The ballet's winter season threatens to be, a can threatens to be canceled, and Rabbi Solomon, indeed a patron, patron ooh, been online far too long, <laughs> patron of the ballet, wants the so-called sculptor caught. She has determined the killer works at the theater, but she is forbidden to speak to staff due to previous recreational trespasses. The ballet is well known for its secrecy. What wild rumors have you heard about its approach to discipline? This is a question for each of you. This is the Royal Ballet, did you say? Or the, what's the name of it? Royal Ballet. Uh, there was a rumor that if any of the dancers uh, messed up a pose while they were uh, in spotlight or they were centered, they would be strapped to a wooden frame in that pose until they had perfected it. Excellent. Obviously just a terrible rumor. No one would actually do that. Must be the Russian ballet starting false rumors. Ballet schools are known for their uh, tolerance and humane attitudes and uh, not being unhinged. Mm, I'd say similar to that, um, they have like devices that they use for um, training, but they're actually just torture devices, <laughs> like a uh, what you call it, 
I believe you just described ballet. <laughs> hey, apologize to the ballet community. Um, <laughs> what's it called? The the horse? But it's not a horse. It's like a. It hurts. It's like angled. Oh, okay. You know. Kind of like a like a sawhorse, or uh, what's it called? Don't look up horse torture it's device. Called, it's it's a wooden horse. Wooden is it just wooden horse? Yep. Yeah. Or a Spanish donkey. Okay. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah, like one of those. Um. Yeah. Yeah, like one of those. And they're like, oh, it's for training or whatever. Cool. Totally not. That's that's excellent. Torture horse. Yeah, don't go uh, torture horse. Yeah. I had heard a rumor that um, some dancers had had the soles of their feet um uh burned uh to encourage them to stay on their toes that would do it each dancer had to for every performance, make sure that every single hair stays in place, lest they be forced after the performance to go through the entire building and pick up every single hair on the ground from the audience, from the stage, from the dressing room. That is some solid encouragement. Well, these are all things you know of the, or have heard about the Royal Ballet. Let's talk about the questions and opportunities presented here. As I mentioned before, each one of them will result in an opportunity, or give you the opportunity to resolve this threat in a different way. The first is, where does the sculptor carve their works? That will give you the opportunity to resolve the threat by laying a trap for the sculptor, then capturing or destroying them. Then, what winter tradition does the sculptor still enjoy? Which will give you the opportunity to resolve the threat by celebrating with the sculpture, luring them into the hands of the police. Or how does the Royal Ballet train its featured dancers? Resolve the threat by empathizing with the sculptor and promising fresh materials. With the addition that doing so will unlock a custom move for Hargrave House. And I won't say any more about that unless you get there. 
except that it's called Dance of the Nutcracker. There is a, <laughs> a mask, the mask of perfection. <laughs> and uh, the there are a whole bunch of places you can go uh, for this. I will um, make a list of them and post them shortly. Um, but for beginning, as is appropriate in dawn phase, let's talk about what you want to do today. I think we did we did all the moves last time, right? Like the memory is the servant, Matt. Uh, yes. Okay. Also, does anyone want to uh, speak their Janus masks aloud instead of writing them in Discord? I was typing it and I was debating on like just putting it. I have like part of it, but I could just speak it. That's up to you. I'll do both. Uh, a Cliff Notes version, basically, um, sometime a long time, well, not that long ago, uh, in France, um, we see a woman um, walking home from a party. She passes by a, um, a bakery that used to be one of her favorites too frequent. Um, it is no longer in business, um, and she knows why. Um, she had an incident there. Um, she had a uh, run-in with someone who was not very nice to her, and she was embarrassed publicly, and so she made sure that that place um, would be out of business and no longer something to worry about. Excellent. Thank you. Um anyone else and there there are the locations for this or the locations that you know of so far um because we are trying to get through the netcracker threat a little quicker i'm going to drop the complexities But anyone else want to do a mask or shall we move on to day and what we want to do today? Um, I will post mine later once okay. I finish writing it. All right. Yeah, same. I had a week and was not able to get to all of them. That's fine day it is so i've already presented the new threat so you have the waitley camera the pinkerton and uh the nutcracker active um think about what you want to do today uh frank oh sorry frank did you want to do your bedtime stories this dawn 
Uh, yeah, if, that, if that's, yes, please. I will, I will do that it. now. So uh, for anyone who has not had the chance to read it, Frank can attempt to lull the vampire child into having a good day's rest by telling a story or reading a story. And Frank will run, will roll with presents and uh, various results. Oh my God, that's um, so cute. Yeah, and we get to see the fallout of the worst result now, uh, which is that Frank accidentally reads himself to sleep. Uh, the, oof. Um, uh, Frank takes no actions during the day phase and the child will take an item from uh, my quarters until the following dawn or otherwise hinder the hunters. <laughs> yeah um uh, uh you can put on a mask if you want to bump it up oh no i love this i think this okay is, uh, <laughs> this is a good introduction well in which case i think i will uh i i think i will give you something to do oh, but uh frank will be dozing so everyone else think about what you're doing <laughs> Uh, this evening, or sorry, this day phase, and why don't we come back a uh, quarter past, and we'll get that rolling. All right, so see you all then. So day phase, um, Dan, we know what Frank will be doing, but uh, what are the others planning on doing this day phase? There are several locations you can visit. Uh, for the Nutcracker, there is um, obviously the Society Obscura. But if we're if this is a special episode, I'd, I'd like to put the focus on that, with the caveat that you do know the hotel that the Pinkerton is staying at. But maybe that's more of a Frank thing. Hmm. Um. Could I do a vulnerable move with Salk to try to get rid of that condition? Is Salk up for it? Wait, get rid of what condition? Follower of the collector. <laughs> is is Salk, Salk want to get rid of that con condition? I feel. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Um, no pressure or anything. But if you don't, I, I will kill you. I'm <laughs> up for it, but I think uh, let's see how the scene plays out before I agree to losing the condition. Well, I'm. We'll see if I let you, but you can certainly try. Uh, okay, so you want to start with a vulnerable move, Morgan? What are you up to? I was got to ask to do a vulnerable move with somebody if but if i don't have any options left if those two are doing a vulnerable move you guys still um, do a vulnerable why, why couldn't i mean you i mean we can try a three-way <laughs> I mean, echo I, in the door <laughs> <laughs> um i will say that that absent any other things um Salk was going to go and investigate a bar with his face. Oh. It sounds so, like you're just going to put your face down on the bar. Yeah. That 
too. I mean, sometimes that's a mood. Or Salk walked into a bar with his face and said, ow. He thought he would have ducked. I mean, that could yeah, be doing too. that could be the vulnerable move if Salk goes to a bar and he's indulging in brandy. Yeah, then the, then the three of you could him. go together. <laughs> three? <laughs> three hunters walk into a bar. You thought the third one would have ducked. <laughs> uh, I will say that Saul probably wouldn't go if he knew they were there. So it, you're going to have to like go catch him effectively. Yes. Mm. I'll I'll allow with a a triple. You were going to say so it again. If we all go, are we like who loses a condition then? Does so anyone Only who... the person whose vice it is, or anyone can anyone in the intimate moment with another hunter, while one is involved in their vice, can clear an appropriate condition. If it's your vice, you get additional stuff, though. Ah, uh, I see. So. Yeah, if that's a scene you want to do uh, before we get there, I would like to set up the scene with Frank and the child. Frank, where is the child being stored? <laughs> uh, let's say I've, I've been split between the attic and the basement. It's been a real Schrodinger's uh, child's coffin. <laughs> um, so I think the attic um, makes makes the most sense to me. We had been storing Obert Fig in the basement at the same time, I believe. So that's uh, probably don't want to put those two in contact. Obert's gone, so... I was saying, but like in the past, we had both of them in the house at the same time. So presumably yeah, but- if Obert was in the basement... Just a coffin. He can get moved. Anyway, Frank, where is the child? Uh, the child is in the attic. We've made up a something between a coffin and a bed for him. All right. Kind of bad with this child. Uh, is there any like? Is it? Is it? made bedroomy or just uh just a coffin in the attic uh, i think i think we've we've done some fixing up like um um maybe put some sconces on the walls um let's see uh put lay down some lay down a a rug uh, so that it's not just feet on wood, I guess. I do. Yeah, I guess it would be it would be wood paneling on the floor. Um, that's that's. I think that's about as far as we've gotten so far. And what uh, what kind of book was Frank planning on sending the child off to Slumberland with? Well, he he picked up. Um, Hard Times by Charles Dickens, which uh, he hadn't read before, so he was going in blind, and uh, 
Dickens gets paid by the word, so it's it's a tough read. So for uh, the next little bit, Dan, uh, how do you feel about playing the child? <laughs> uh, I can give that a shot. With uh, Frank slumped over in the chair or uh, leaning up against the, the coffin bed. You can't go outside, obviously. It's too bright out. But all of Hartford House. Yes? Did, did we feed the child before this? They were, they were going to stop for a bite on the way home. Uh, um, did that happen? Because that's kind of an important piece of information. <laughs> What's more interesting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's all, it's always more interesting when the child is incredibly hungry and becomes dangerous. <laughs> all right. Yep. Uh, would Frank like not feed him though? Oh. Like Frank told him, we'll, we'll get you something to eat. And yeah, he tends to follow through on his word though too with the kid. Yeah. Unless he doesn't for some reason. Maybe they only found something tiny. Like chicken McNugget style. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Not literal chicken McNugget, but just like the... A very large like mosquito. <laughs> I mean... There's nothing rats. satiating. Someone's cat. <laughs> Extra neighbors <laughs> lost their cat. Well, uh, yeah, if, if uh, I think it makes sense for the child to have been at least a little bit uh, fed. But the child finds himself alone in an empty Hargrave house. I will come back to you with uh, what exactly, what, what kind of uh, holiday mischief the child might get up to that might perhaps hinder the other investigators in some way this bar sulk talk to me about it i assume based on what you said you would be the one who goes there first yeah um i think because we were going to try to keep things moving along it should be close to uh covent garden just All for right. positioning. And um, it is not necessarily the kind of bar you would expect Salk to be in. It's a rougher, crappier bar than, than you would think uh, Salk would normally, would normally choose. Um, it's kind of dingy. It's cheap. Salk is uh, already... Um, has claimed a, a table at a back corner and there are uh, a bunch of unbusted glasses. There's a couple of... There was a couple of beer steins before that was given up and just back to brandy. And there's a bunch of... Was one, of them, one of them was knocked over. 
a small like sticky pool on the table. Sokka is kind of just leaning with his hand, hand in his his head in his hands, and his elbows on the table, staring at his current glass. And your other investigators, are you on your way to the royal ballet, or perhaps when uh, when you just see Salk through the the window? Let's... Or did Ava follow him? Because that's worse. Yeah, would, <laughs> would Ava like know? Like this is this Salk's like regular place? Would Ava know that? This is um. Hmm. This was a regular place of Salk's, but it predates Ava. Nothing predates Ava. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, it predates Salk's employment with Ava. There, that's better. Um, Ava wouldn't do it herself. She would have somebody else track you down. And how does Morgan get involved here? I think, like, Ava, do you do you tell Morgan that we're going to a bar, or do you just say we're heading out to Covent Garden? Um, probably we're heading out to Covent Garden, but then on their way there, um, Ava will say, "Oh, wait over there. There, there's certain business I have to attend to at this bar." So that's good. Certain business. Go for it. Let's let's see the certain business. Role play. Well, yeah. If uh, Salk is just drinking away their problems, um, Ava will enter the bar, and um, since they're going to the opera, um, she does have a, a bit of fancy on. Um, say there's like it's like a, it's a larger than usual. Um, like dress and or gown and it's got like a this flower on the shoulder that's like this huge like um, um, like explosion of taffeta and, and like <laughs> fabric it's like a bale flower it's almost engulfing her shoulder um, but her, it's a little bit risque because her other shoulder is like bare it's like off the shoulder kind of dry now she is pushing pushing boundaries here um, and her hair is all done up, and uh, there's another flower like in her hair, and this updo, um, subtle, really going for subtle. And she'll enter the bar and instantly draw attention to herself, but she makes a beeline for Salk, and um, she will say, um, "So this is where you've been hiding." And Salk looks up and goes, "No, no, 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 no! I can't have any moment free from you." Of course not. You work for me. Well, I'm starting to prefer my previous employers. Oh, is that the case? You know, they might have been criminals, but at least they were honest about it. And Ava sighs and she um, hesitates before sitting down at the stool. Is he at, a, at the bar or like at a table? By it's, at a, it's a table at the back. Uh, she still hesitates and like kind of looks like <laughs> um, she will oh. attempt to sit like move the 
address um to say i know we 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 had a discussion just, just fucking say you're gonna ask me to clean it later anyway possibly we <laughs> i i know um what i shared with you um may have been a lot to take in hmm. um and i apologize for for keeping that from you Salk opens and then closes his mouth several times. You you must understand, um, someone in my condition um, must be careful with who they they share uh, that kind of information with, and 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 I don't. Uh, what's the word? Um, must they? I've seen people falling over you, and I never thought to stop and ask. I just assumed you had, oh gosh, I don't know, some sort of theater following or something. I didn't want to know, but still. <laughs> Subtle. Well, Can't tell it, them things. You have a whole hidden room. And this is this is a great place to have it's more than a very room, loudly. Actually. <laughs> it's more than just a mere room, but um it's still, uh, despite all of that, um, it, it it was not right of me to um, keep something from someone that has um, become so close to me. I kind of picture Morgan just kind of standing there, like looking really uncomfortable now. Like the camera pans Lighting out, and Morgan's there too, and just not. <laughs> Morgan's outside like that not. John Travolta gift. <laughs> Morgan's also at the table. We just didn't know. And now Morgan's just like uh. anyway, sorry. I had to interrupt your intimate moment, but and and so so what? I just come back and keep going like like nothing? Like you yes. are not going to really well, yes, why not? Slug so starts laughing and puts his, puts his head down on the table. I think maybe the your friend, your foe, the person you... He looks around the bar. Prick with a pin. Oh, right, that. Do you do you care about any of us? Can you care about any of us? Are we just a project to you, a, a pet? I've mm. seen the way that you treat people who follow you. And I don't, I've always wondered, <laughs> I've always wondered if you did something to me and I would I even know? Do you think I would? do something to you i wouldn't do anything like that um you you and everyone else in the house they're they're different from those in the uh why why are we different because you are all unique you think those people didn't have lives well they made a choice they, 
I didn't do Did anything they? in particular. They just made the choice to follow me. So if they want to follow me, that's their own fault. Is it? Yes. So I tell you, I accidentally picked up a thimble last night and then tried to murder my friend. <laughs> can morgan walk up to the table now with drinks and just like hear that last bit because nobody filled karen with what happened last night absolutely so morgan uncharacteristically is just has just grabbed drinks at the bar for everyone and this just sort of stops short um at the edge of the table and looks down to both or of them, just kind of glances back and forth and says, Oh, and do we just bring everybody? Interrupting Did we? Something. Where is Frank? Where is the murderous child? Let's let's all have a party. Let's just let's just kill everyone in this bar and mind control them and drink their blood and and stab them. Now Sok, so, mind, so mind your voice. There there are others around. We are in public. Morgan slides a another tumbler brandy towards him and says, "Don't threaten me with a good time, please. Calm down." <laughs> Salk starts laughing, and it's like it's not clear whether it's laughing or crying. Like it's that weird halfway between sob. What am I doing with all of you people? Oh, Mister Salk, I've asked myself the same thing. But we are here together, and um, we are we are um, what's the word? Uh, a team, yes. Morgan just raises an eyebrow and looks at Ava. <laughs> She's been through sensitivity training. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she will try to like um, move closer to Sulk and like carefully put an arm around him as he's like cry laughing. Who did he try to kill? Oh, we had a, an altercation the other night, and um, he, he found himself influenced by our adversary, and, um, you know, Frank almost. Well, no, he did. He did um, give Frank a little uh, a pointy reckoning, didn't he? Well, I wasn't the only one. Not with Frank, but it was a, a night for sharp edges, let's say. Morgan just taps some ashes off into the like pool of like spilled beer um, from Cure Cigarette and asks Sulk, so was that your first time you're like killing one of your colleagues? It's always hard the first time. And hopefully the last. Oh, Morgan, I wish I could say it was. And you're not inured by now. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, this was, this, he points out to Ava, was my way out of that life. And now here I am again. At least, you know what? No, I don't owe you an explanation. I don't owe anyone an explanation. I should just go and sail to America. I should, I should do oh, what Frank America, did sweetie. and just leave. <laughs> Don't be that desperate, please. You can't leave. 
Morgan takes a, a sip of carapsinth and says, how trapped are you? They don't serve absinthe here. Where did you get that? Morgan ignores the question <laughs> and says, uh, how badly do you want to be free? Do tell. <laughs> I would give almost anything to be free. But there are consequences I will not live with, which is why I'm still here. She takes sort a of. long drink and that's your tumbler down in that kind of very deliberate way where you just kind of clink your glass on the table, like one side to the other and says, I know what it's like to be hunted. I know what it's like to feel like you can't get away. Live with a sword of Damocles over, well, not your head, people who don't deserve it. Morgan just kind of gestures broadly towards like the cult, like the coven that was just aftercare. Um, and then also turns her hand over to show him the mark of the beast that's still on her skin. And says, sometimes we think we might never be free. But unless you're willing to do what it takes, you won't be. If I had the chance to be free, Morgan just kind of leans towards him and says, I'd do whatever I would. Oh, good. So you're on my side then. See, Miss Quinn, I made the right call last night, apparently. Ava is like uh, also taking in Morgan's words. Um, and there's some things happening internally but um she won't uh it won't just no, it won't read on her face. table mm. um, like <laughs> stop making sense um, <laughs> uh, it won't read on her face she'll just be looking at um what what did morgan bring ava to drink it's just like whatever they had available You are muted. I can't imagine they'd have a nice white wine there. Um, whatever the nicest equivalent that could be. Ava, uh, uh, that kind like, of dive bar. Yeah, right. Ava's like gonna like sniff it and just kind of put it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's. She's affected by what Morgan said, but won't uh, won't say anything. Morgan lights up a cigarette, um, another cigarette, and glances over to Ava because he's not completely unaware of the fact that Salk does work for Ava and says, nothing personal. <clears throat> None taken. Um, well, I... I believe uh, we should be on our way. Um, uh, we do have uh, some investigating to do at the Opera House. The, the Opera House? What happened this time? Did a, a 
ghost steal someone's voice and turn it into a music box that it ensorcels its listeners and makes them i don't know who knows this is ridiculous this i whole... remember that one that was a good one no <laughs> um <laughs> this whole house this whole city doesn't make sense all the more reason for people like us to stick together and Ava will stand up um, and kind of flare out her her dress and make sure it's not dirty or anything. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit, probably on the back, right? Like a little. Um, and so, well, I will be waiting um, outside, uh, Morgan, if uh, whenever you're ready. And uh, Mr. Sulk, if you are to join us, we would be happy to have you. Morgan nods to Ava and says, she's going to finish, finish my cigarette. Back at Hargrave House. The house is settled without anyone in it. It's it's quiet, just the odd, you know, the odd creak and, and groan is the old structure. Uh, adjusts in the changing temperature. Frank has left the door unlocked. Sounds like Frank. Where is the child? What would the child be most interested in doing in Hargrave House all by himself? Uh, I think he's drawn to the kitchen. Um, something about the preparation of food that he doesn't, can't really eat anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's, um, he's, he's going to, <laughs> he's going to make up a treat for, for his newfound family. Oh, oh no. Oh, this is oh no. This is better than what I had in mind. Uh yeah, I'd like to uh to hear more about that. Well, it's 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 a seasonal drink. Um he does not work from a recipe. He really it's uh it's making eggnog uh like jazz. Um it's it's got um far too many eggs more than you would expect uh clotted cream um and just as much whiskey as you need uh to to for once you once you have a sip you will appreciate the amount of whiskey that's in it uh and it's served hot for some reason which is i don't think that's traditional for eggnog and uh what kind of state is the kitchen in? Oh, it's it is covered. Um, there are uh, maybe half of the eggs. Um, maybe half of the eggs actually made it into the eggnog, and the other half are just on the floor um, or on the on the walls and counters. Um, I don't know why he got the flour out, but it's everywhere. Um. So yeah, it's, and um, uh, let me see here. 
it would be a wood. Well, it might. Would it be a wood or a gas stove? I mean, her reference her is fancy, right? Yeah, I think it would be gas. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, I think there is a fire in the fireplace, um, stoked with. Uh, she stoked with. Um, I think we we said one room had a bearskin rug that's been cut up and used as as fire as kindling. Um, so the house smells just the worst. <laughs> I bet. Oh, that would be so bad. Mm. And, uh, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll come back to the child's adventures. The three of you, um, so Covent Garden is a, uh, a large, I don't think it was covered back then, but uh, a large plaza with, uh, like stores and stuff and the Royal Opera House and the Royal Ballet are both nearby. Uh, so is St. Paul's, uh, the, uh, the church. And Regent's Park Lake, I'm looking at a map of, of London here, is uh, also not too far. It's, it's about a block past, but what uh where are you planning on going from here there's also the uh the royal ballet ballet studio obviously or uh you could uh go to the synagogue which we'll also say is in covent garden Can Morgan have said something to Sulk quickly before, like while they were alone before they left? Are and and vice versa. Morgan. Morgan's going to stub out her cigarette, and before Kay leaves, Kay turns to Sulk and says, "You can't run from anything supernatural. They'll see you." You have to walk. You know away. what she is? Walk. Don't run. Why walk? Morgan, Frank, or sorry, Saul could just said, Do you know what she is in reference to Ava? Are you going to bite? I'm trying to think of how much information Kay would have had, like, gleaning from Ava's shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Plus the collector stuff, right? Morgan wasn't too, yeah. too involved in that one. Not a whole lot. He just says to Sulk, do any of us ever really know anything? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know more about 
you and what you are, then I thought, maybe, maybe not. Maybe no one knows anything. Fine. Let's go into this wild darkness as we are, knowing nothing. What's the worst that could happen? We live Spear lances down from nowhere and pins Plalk to... No. Um, <laughs> let's uh, talk about conditions. Um, Ava, you cannot clear most beloved without doing a taketh away. Uh, Morgan, would you like to make a case for removing either of your conditions? Can I remove sepia-toned vision? Or... How did that situation help you clear that condition? Via giving Sulk a, like helping, like wanting to help Sulk find a bit of clarity in his situation. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Salk. I'm not going to let you clear follower of the collector. Not yet. Okay. Giveth is a supernatural move. And just talking it away... Yeah, I don't don't think that'll do it. I can unless you'd like to make a case. If you would like to make a case, I am able to be convinced, but No, I think it's perfectly interesting for uh Sock to have been at least partially convinced logically, but still compelled supernaturally mm -hmm. i mean sulk is still employed by eva and he just doesn't worship her let's uh let's talk about your plans for oh wait sorry uh matt as the person whose move was being or whose vice was being engaged with, you can choose to uh, stumble on a clue and tell me what it is. It cannot answer a question by itself, or you can invite another hunter to ask you about your past. You must answer truthfully, but not necessarily complete. Uh, I think for the sake of this episode, uh, we should find a clue. For which threat? The nutcracker? Okay. Um, you can tell me what that is, or for expedience sake, I can just throw one at you. Up to um, you. how does uh, well, a can... playbill for an opera that has never been performed or heard of before, but it's like if you go to the records, there was something else playing that night. This playbill. Was printed and then never an opera or like a ballet? Sorry, an opera. The there was a, a advertisement for an opera okay. at the Royal Ballet. Yep. Okay. That okay. was not 
didn't happen. All right. I'll ex- mm. Okay. Yep. I'll take that. So it so, peels it off of like, it's like, it's one of the, uh, the coasters under, or it's like, there's, it's stuck to the table and he sort of like peels it off and sticks to his hand. He's kind of just, whatever. All right. Sounds good. Um, it is a snowy day in London. The uh, city is blanketed in uh, white and looking cleaner than it has uh, for the rest of the year. Um, where are you clue going? in the thing? Go for it. You wrote it. Where are each of you going? Or all together, what's your, what's your plan? Yeah, um, where there, so you said within Covenant Garden, there's a place for the ballet slash opera. All of the things on the list are are pretty close together. There is the Royal Ballet, uh, the yes, that's where it was going. Okay, hold on. Before you do that, I just realized Covent Garden is a fucking location. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, It is overwhelming. A temple to the muses. Toothy icicles melt during the day, appearing to salivate. I paint the scene for everybody. Amidst the steely exteriors of London, these halls normally beckon with music and movement. This is for the royal... This is a weird... Hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. What promise of sanctuary does Covent Garden hold, even despite the present circumstances of the ballet? Maybe um, in this space, um, because it's a, a, a an area centered on like performance and 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 things of that nature. Um, the acoustics there are s- slightly unsettling in that like it's when there is no music and things like that it's like almost it's really 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 supernaturally quiet um, but when music is playing like it it like fills the space it like um, uh, it warms the heart it like really like penetrates um a person. So when it's good, it's good. And when it's not there, it's a little eerie. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Anyone looking for the promise of sanctuary? What promise of sanctuary does Covent Garden hold, even despite the present circumstances? I think the the air in Covent Garden is is pleasantly warm, uh, despite the temperature outside. And it always feels like there should be um, a nice like hearth fire. There's kind of like a smell, like a sort of Christmassy hearthy smell, but like that doesn't really make a lot of sense for the space. There's not like, if there was, it would be a fire and it would be a problem. But the smell nonetheless persists. Very good. Does it smell anything like bear rug roasting on the open fire? <laughs> no, no. Think like mold spices. Hmm. 
Thank you. Uh, Dan, Tracy. I think that the atmosphere around Covent Garden has just kind of a like a warm glow. So even though the um, the ground is blanketed with snow, you're you don't see that kind of like cold blue light that you usually see uh, when sunlight's reflecting off snow. It looks almost um, it's almost kind of like golden hour like sunlight even though it's not that time of day, that kind of just like uh, really soft, warm uh, lighting that kind of permeates the area. Lovely. Uh, I think many of the windows in the area are um, uh, contain uh, twinkling candles. Very seasonal. Uh, I also have to apologize because there is a uh, implicit knowledge that this uh, this thread assumes that I did not have until just now. Covent Garden is both a place, a plaza in London, and also the name of the Royal Opera House and Ballet. So Covent Garden is in Covent Garden in London. That's too much. That that sorry, I was a little confused there. Um, so we'll keep that paint the scene, but uh, consider the location now the the Opera House. Okay. So, are you all still going to the Opera House? Ava is dressed for it, so yes. Yes, you are. Okay. Salk is not dressed for it and currently doesn't care. And is so, also probably drunk. Yep. So <laughs> also going not to like the... falling over, but like well, you know, socially well lubricated. lubricated. Yes. <laughs> Morgan, Morgan is. Yeah, Morgan is also going to follow. Still just bringing in a lit cigarette. <laughs> okay. hundreds, nobody will care. Sorry, uh, Morgan, what, what masks of the future do you have on? Uh, gilded door, moss-covered gate, cosmic passage. All right, Covent Garden, the Opera House, and home of the Royal Ballet. It is obviously a, a large building with uh, a theater and the backstages and the ballet studio. Are you going anywhere in particular? Are you looking for, for someone to speak to? What's your your approach here. Uh, yeah, that. Are they seeing if there's anybody that knows? Mm, no, never mind. As you what are, what is the name? 
I was gonna ask, what is the name of a person who like has like a ballet house? Oh. Ballet boss. You know what? I don't know. But uh, as you are walking through the uh, the the uh, what's the word? Bobby. Um, you will see <laughs> a young boy push through the doors behind you and start running past to the uh, to one of the doors off of the lobby. Morgan reflexively flinches away from the child. Ava does the same, and also like is careful that the this child does not step on her gown. Salk says, hey, no running, kind of slurrily. Mm-hmm. The boy will turn to look at uh, the three of you. He has a, uh, a little earnest grin as he approaches and says, you know we're closed. The ticket taker wasn't there. And the way he moves... The, the grace in his motions, you can tell he's a dancer. Oh, we had not realized. We thought um, there was a show happening today. No, not today. You can leave now. Are you, are you a dancer here? He'll kind of stand a little straighter and say... I am. I could tell you're so graceful. How long have you been dancing here? Five years. Five years. My, that's quite some time. You must be quite the expert. Um, How old is this child? Way <laughs> too young for him to have been here five years. Salk will say that. Aren't you, <laughs> wouldn't you have been like two he's he, he's prepubescent but like 10 12 ish wouldn't you have been like five six seven one of those numbers so he'll sigh and just kind of look at you you can tell he's just barely restraining himself from rolling his eyes and <laughs> say i was a project prodigy But you're not anymore? I am now a professional. Well, what's the the next um, ballet that you'll be performing in? Now that Basil's dead. The current one. Did you kill Basil? Of course not. I'm 12. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. How did this um Basil you say? How did how did they die? Uh he was like covered in ice and posed like a skater at Regents Lake Park. Don't you read the news? Sometimes. Um do you know anybody that was the news? Um, do you know anyone that would like do something like that? That sounds dreadful. 
an investigation with uh, presence, please. Yes, that. Where's my good old uh, three, right? Three, three. No, you said presence. Right. Uh-huh. 14 a 14 okay that's what it said um so you can't get a mastermind clue anymore um give me the clue you can't get a mastermind clue you've, you've hit the make one, make one. <laughs> um i'm going to give you a second regular clue but I'll, I'll owe it to you because um, I want to give it to you in a context that makes sense. Uh, the boy will kind of give you a, a weird look and say, any one of us, except me, I'm 12. And your clue is as you are watching the boy the door that he was starting to open still lingers open and you see walk past an arctic fox loose and very thin and it runs down the hallway the boy doesn't notice Morgan looks over to the boy and says you can kill someone when you're 12 you've got time He'll just give you a weird look. Say, if you excuse me, I must go rehearse. Uh, uh, yes, don't let us keep you. Um, but before you go, uh, are there any are there any adults around or uh, uh, an instructor of some kind? Mm. Maybe. Tedes is here. I just saw her. Bye. And he'll run through the door, leaving it open behind him. Back at Hargrave House, the child has uh, successfully burned a rug. He has made eggnog. <laughs> what kind of trouble is he going to get up to in one of your fellow hunters' bedrooms? Oh, sweet lord. Oh. I think um, I think that when Salt comes home, um, he will find his his room decorated with um, very rough cutouts of stars and what you assume are. Um, snowflakes um these are hewn from the pages of books uh and and um strung across the room uh, oh, no. i am cribbing almost directly from the movie elf um and you may find that the edge of obert fig's butcher knife has been dulled and um you you can see the um the outlines of stars and uh, um, oh, uh, snowflakes um, uh, carved into the floor, presumably, <laughs> where those things were cut out. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Salko, I hate that so much. Uh, the kitchen and the bedroom. <laughs> Don't forget the living room. Happy holidays, Sal. <laughs> You're already angry about Ava. Now clean up a giant mess. Yay. Let's... Uh... In the child's bedroom, actually. Frank, you are having a dream. When whatever you were dreaming, it it doesn't really matter because it changes around you, but you're not quite aware of it until... You seem to be in a, a darkened tent and stepping out of the shadows before you is a young boy with a third eye in the center of his head. And he will look up at you. He's about the same age as the child would be, more or less. And he says... Do you know who I am? I don't think so. My first guess is you, you are the second sighted, the second sighted person from, from the, um, from the gardens, but I don't know. It's true. You're correct. I know who you are, Augustus. And I come with a warning. The one who seeks you is I'm going to circle back to that. I want to make sure I get this right. Actually, now is a good time for a five-minute break. So how is a 20 pass sound? All right. We'll see you then. Frank Greco will look at you and say, he came to me, you know. Oh, the, um, that, uh, that Pinkerton. Yes. He is more dangerous than he might seem. Mm, well, cops usually are. He has been speaking to the youth of the city, the youth on the streets. There are eyes seeking you all over London, Frank. Be careful where you go in the waking world. That is a clue for you. Taggart has employed street urchins to serve as his spies. 
Greco will will smile a little and say, someday I hope to work at Hargrave House. I'm sure you'll be dead by then. Probably, but uh, I'll put in a good word for you if I, if I get a chance. And he'll just fade back into the background and your previous stream will resume. Investigators. What? Is the dream that there's a flaming bear running through the house? <laughs> um, <laughs> investigators, what are you going to do now? The boy has left a, a door into the back the back halls open. Salt wants to follow the fox. Yeah, it went, was going to do the same. It went the way that uh, that the boy did. Oh. So you can go through there. Morgan, are you following too? Uh, can Morgan use the Cosmic Passage? Or old bones, uh, with like which I get so with the cause the cosmic passage. Oh, I forgot old bones. Old bones. Hmm. Yes, I love that. Please do. Because hmm. Covent Garden seems like a place that would have a lot of history and definitely have ghosts in it. So, da, da, da. going to, do I want to use something on this? Mm, I have so much stuff. So many things. Where did we write down uh, old bones? In moves. That's in moves. I think that uh, okay, we'll use some grave dirt here to kind of connect with the building and like the like the dead spirits that may be here via kind of like the as like a conduit to go for it. the spirits of the building. So rolling through. One, two, three. Cool. Up two would be five then. You could put on a mask to get a, a hit, or you can let it be a fail. I'm gonna have so much shit to write, y'all. I will, you, you I will put in the mask. Okay. No, I, I think it's interesting to see what a ghost To not give place. me something to, to react with? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, 
Old Bones, uh, Ghost will appear and answer a single question you pose or perform a small task, your choice. Uh, let's ask the question of, it's always a little difficult trying to weave between like, what can I not ask? Because it might fall into our questions. Um, I mean, you can ask. You'll you'll earn a clue. Mm, it, that's true. Like how how directly can I ask about the sculptor? Try it and find out. Hmm. Um. So Morgan like like spreads the grave dirt just dead ass on the lobby rug, um, in a circle and kneels down to. Uh, not he's doing, going to do it in a square and he connects the the corners uh, in diagonal lines and then draws a small circle in the center where they intersect to summon the ghost a, a ghost from the building and he wants to ask it what does Is that, uh, what drives the sculptor to create their work? The ghost that you summon is a Uh, a ballet dancer, a, a, a young boy, dead. Oh, oh that's that's a given. Um, no, he's one of those very lively living ghosts. He doesn't answer in words, but what you do see is <laughs> that he is going interpretive dance. He is wearing point shoes and they are soaked through with blood. That is your clue. Blood soaked point shoes. Uh, the two of you who are not Morgan summoning a ghost, I'm going to assume you've gone down into the, the hallway. Saul shoots Ava a glance and says, you saw it, right? I didn't. That's not a. It wasn't. The fox, right? Okay, good. Yes. Good. Good. And when you see something strange, you follow it. 
the all better instincts walking down the the hallway you are clearly in in a, a part of the theater that is not meant for guests and it's not long before you bump into a uh, very broad man with cropped sensible hair and that's a description and an unexplored back um I mean, we can change that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, With shoulders broad enough for two. He will be looking at the two of you, looking very confused, and say, what are you doing back here? Who are you? Oh, thank goodness. I am so sorry. We are so lost. Um, we, We thought there was a show today, but it appears that there isn't um no show today there's never a show on sunday yes well we we uh, uh, there must have been a misprint on our on our tickets um but we also were alerted that there have been some um mysterious happenings with the dancers mysterious happenings yes like uh, um like, like what what's mysterious Miss? Well, one of the the boys we just ran into said that um, one of the dancers was um, murdered. And you're just hearing about it from from 12-year-old boys. You don't keep up with the news, do you? Uh, Ava's like eyebrow twitches like if one more person... (laughs) (laughs) Y'all arrived you here, wouldn't uh, happen to know anything about that, would you? About the the dead boys? Yes. Who are you again? And Salk, because he can't stand seeing Ava do this wrong, um, will just take, throw an arm around the person's shoulders and walk him a couple steps away from Ava and say sort of quietly, uh, Miss Quinn is a very wealthy potential investor and is coming to lo- check over the op- the operation of the house and ensure that her patronage wouldn't go, uh, wouldn't be regarded in an untowards way. And thus, that is why she is interested in the propriety of this establishment, including the murders. She is, um, unfortunately, a very humble person and has not uh, doesn't want this to be made known, but realistically, if I don't tell you, this will be here all day. Is is Rebecca pulling her support? I know the director won't let her come talk to us, but she wouldn't be that upset about it. Why? Why do we need a new patron? Well, never hurts to have backup plans or you know, additional patrons. Surely there are. Always costumes that can be upgraded, better lights, new seats for the guests, more ushers. He's peeing. Sorry. Sorry, dog just peed. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, well, well, um, Saul and Ava are busy. Morgan, the ghost has disappeared. <laughs> the door that uh, Salk and Ava have disappeared in 
to have has uh, has closed. Are there any other doors? Uh, well, there's the big doors into the theater proper. Let's um Yeah, Morgan wants to head into the theater. In the theater. You will see that the boy that Ava and Salk were presumably chasing all the way down, you know, the, the big steps down to the, the theater proper, the stage, you see the boy uh, step out from behind the curtains and start dancing. He is now dressed in uh, a, a dancer belt and frayed socks. Uh, you see uh, something glinting on his his throat, but he is uh, practicing. I think Morgan is just going to stand for a moment and just watch him practice as Kay gazes around the theater. Thanks for that. Um, uh, well, the boy will if he if he notices you, it doesn't interrupt his his uh, dancing. He is dancing very hard, like flash dance, like pushing himself. Morgan is going to, uh, is there a way to get up like, to the stage wings from like the front of the theater at all? There's probably stairs. Okay, I think Kim wants to head. Like you have to go the... up to, you have to go onto the stage, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think Kim wants to uh, head towards one of the wings to like look at the backstage area. There is the boy will will cast you a kind of a, a slightly concerned look, but, but get back to dancing. There is a woman behind the curtain, so and she will look up at you. Her eyes, you notice, are uh, almost they're they're very milky with cataracts. She is old, but she has a trained body. And uh, gray tight curls. She will look in your direction and say, Who's that? Morgan takes in her appearance and says, 
hello, I'm from an interested party looking to investigate what has recently happened to some of the dancers. She will kind of squint in your direction and approach slowly, but with a dancer's grace. You note that uh, she has suede shoes with well-oiled leather heels. And she smiles slightly and she says, oh, it's, it's terrible, isn't it? In her hands is a wig. And you'll, looking past her, you'll see she was actually working at a little station with several wigs uh, doing repairs or adjustments. Yes, a very strange tragedy. Can you tell me about... They were all... Were they, are, are they all boys or? The victims, yes. Yeah, okay. I'm sure what collective nounties. Can you tell me about the boys? She will approach and she'll just hold her hand out towards the side of your head. She'll say, may I? Morgan takes like a good long full second here um because Kate does not really like being touched um and sort of grits her teeth and says yes you might think she's moving to your face but she actually doesn't touch you directly she touches your hair just gently runs her fingers along and through it and she says Human hair tells a story, you know, how you care for yourself, how you expect to be seen, where you come from. If you have the time, while I answer your questions, I could give you a quick cut or apply a few fragrant oils. It's a blessing of sorts. You maybe could use some personal care. Oh, uh. As soon as the woman touches her hair, Morgan just like stiffens, just like Kay, Kay was kind of like bracing for the face touch and having her hair touch is just like, mm. um, and kids, kids are almost trembling. And Kay tries to kind of just take a, a deep breath and then says, And her, even though the woman can't see it, her face is just like going through probably like a hundred different expressions right now and just eventually settles on kind of a, a reluctant grimace. And he says, I, uh, I, well, no, don't, don't what, worry about it. Fragrances dear. I just, do you have? Oh, well, and she will step back to, to her, her hair care station and she'll start walking her fingers along several of the bottles and, uh, sorry, excuse me one second.
All right, sorry. Um, she will run her fingers along a bunch of bottles, and even though you don't see any labels or or like any any kind of indication that she would know what is in it by touch alone, she will say, "I think a nice oh sandalwood? No, no, not sandalwood. Bergamot. Bergamot. You seem like a bergamot." That's very weird because that's what I was thinking. So A plus plus. She will uh, just uh, take the bottle and and raise it to your face so you could get a sniff, and she'll say, "Yes, I I did know the dancers. It is a shame, but I wish I could see them. I'm told it was beautiful." Their performances? No, dear, their bodies. Morgan blinks a moment and then just kind of nods like, mm, yeah, I can see that. The, the boy Basil, he was posed like a skater encased in ice. The, the artistry, the the dedication to the craft, it's, well, it's something. And she will just shake out a few drops of the oil and just gently start applying it to your hair. Morgan's wondering if Kay made a mistake. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Though, honestly, this is probably not the worst person Kay's run into in the course of this game. Uh, and... she will she will pause and say it's not that their deaths aren't tragic they were lovely boys and it is just it breaks my heart truly but it's hard not to appreciate beauty mm, Morgan nods beneath the, her fingers and says well, that I can agree with. This society does tend to underestimate the impact of a good aesthetic. Was there anything that the boys had in common that you think they may have been targeted for? <laughs> they were all from, dancers. Well, yes, aside from their obvious employee. I think I'll I'll take a uh, investigation of presence, please. Yeah, one belt. Gotta find it. No, no. The perils of physical base. Uh, there it is. It is a four. That one is a four. This one is a on the desk is a five. Oh god, finally a sort of decent roll. A nine. Okay. So uh you'll get a it's a successful complication. She will uh, isn't that a 10 if it's with presence? Because I have plus one presence. Oh. Yeah, just sorry. Uh all right, 10. So no complication. Uh she is going to 
say, oh, I don't think so. I mean, they were all boys. They were all dancers here. And do you, she'll turn away from you a little bit. She'll say, do you hear that? And Morgan cocks her head to see if Kate can hear anything. It takes a moment and you can still hear the pounding of the, the feet of the boy dancing out in the, uh, on the stage, but you hear the voice of a castrato singing Verdi's Cortigiani, not gonna try, Italian from Rigoletto. I will put that clue in. And she will kind of tilt her head a little bit and say, odd, well, dear, you're all done. And your hair is, it's beautiful. Quite the story. Morgan uh, stands up and kind of brushes herself off and says, I know. Thank you for the information. I am Tedes, Tedes Lovetress. Morgan, it's a pleasure to meet you. And she will smile in your direction and turn back to fussing with the wigs. And then she'll say, you may want to leave before the director finds you, Morgan. She doesn't like people snooping around. What is the director's name? So I know who to watch out for. Zelia. Zelia Gagnon. Thank you, Tedes. Good day. Back at Hargrave House. Start to head up. Back at Hargrave House, Dan. Uh, Frank, as we are nearing the end of the day phase here, I think you, you find yourself rousing from sleep and the first thing you notice is the open door the second thing you notice is the absence of the boy what's your plan here uh let's see here frank is uh, i think frank expects the worst um Looks around for, of course, there wouldn't be like a sharp stick of wood around. That seems like a silly thing to keep in an attic. Um, um, but maybe there's, uh, you know, it's an attic. There's storage. Uh, maybe there's a, a hammer. Sure, you know, a hammer. Uh, and Frank... Uh, <laughs> grasps a hammer uh, and heads downstairs. Uh, uh, not sure whether to call out to the child or anyone here or uh, uh, to stay as quiet as possible. The child will be approaching the attic as you leave, in fact. 
he looks very pleased to see you and also uh, a little bit of a disaster. He is covered in flour <laughs> and uh, other stains to his clothes. And when he sees you, he kind of, there, there's a, a pause and he just turns and runs back down the <laughs> stairs. Uh, great. Uh, Frank drops the hammer and is like, all right, all right. It's going to be a great evening. Going to be a great afternoon. And heads downstairs to see this. It notices that the house smells like a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> heads downstairs uh, to to find this. Well, at least in the kitchen, um, uh, a a noticeable a notable mess. Um, and I think that's actually where you find the boy. He has uh, poured from the the pitcher of eggnog into a mug. And is holding it out to you with a broad smile. <laughs> All right. Oh, I brought this on myself. Uh, Frank. <laughs> it's all right. I can see the yolks. I can see a yolk in here. Uh, I think you can I'll also see the lid to the, the uh, whiskey bottle. Perfect. takes a big big swig it takes a big old drink and fights back a gag and smiles Ooh, i feel like my breath could catch fire right now shouldn't that be like a day move with vitality <laughs> probably yeah you know what i like that oh no let's get a day move what are you afraid could happen if you uh i yeah, if you uh, don't, if your vitality isn't a match for this concoction. Uh, oh, it, uh, I think it could immediately come back up. Oh, wonderful. That is a, an 11. Oh, very good. So you'll get an additional benefit here. Ugh. What? I was <laughs> no, going to say a, that it's worse if it's if it doesn't. No, it's 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 a ten. Sorry, <laughs> a ten plus, not twelve plus. So no additional benefit. But the boy is very pleased that you liked it, and will uh, start heading back up to his room now. Now he's ready for a nap. There's right. little little footprints yeah. of, of flour trailing him. <laughs> every now and again, every step you take, you'll, you'll uh, feel a, an eggshell crunch beneath your heel. That's awful. The, the stagehand that you've been talking to, Salk and Ava, has introduced himself as McCulloch. And if you ask him... We're talking to the, the broad-shouldered man with the unexplored back. Oh, right. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he will introduce himself as McCulloch. And if you ask for more, he's just McCulloch. So uh, he will 
You will also note uh, that his beard seems to exist to hide a large scar across his mouth. And he will say, I, I don't know what to tell you. You shouldn't be back here. If the director finds you, she's not going to be happy. She'll have your head. That's no way to treat prospective patrons, regardless of... I mean, if, it, if it's a way to treat them if, you, if you're not interested in their money, I suppose. If you're a prospective patron, that's, that's great, but you should be coming at proper times with the director's approval, not sneaking about through the halls. Right, so that, all, that way, obviously, we can see not how things are actually run, but how things are presented. Because that's... Okay. That's a, Mister, the, you know, I don't know who you are, but I wasn't born yesterday. What is it you're looking for? Please understand, we, we, we mean no harm. Honestly, we were just, just lost and wandering around and hoping someone could help us. It has nothing to do with the, the three dead boys. That right? too, we just happened to hear about that and we were just seeing if there was more that we could maybe assist with. I mean, if you do have any more information, we could just bring them to Scotland Yard and maybe they could do some of the investigating. Scotland Yard is already investigating, I imagine. It's hard to uh, have bodies posed in real public places without getting some attention. It would be a shame if they thought that you were a possible accomplice. Oh, Oh, I have no doubt, miss, I'm, I'm on their list of suspects. Look at me. You think so? Why? He will hold up his very big, strong hands that are surprisingly supple and say, I'm a man working at the ballet and I look like this. Well, that's just... That wouldn't be very fair, now would it? It would not, but... You know, I practice in the studio late at night, after the show. Practice? Dancing. Oh! Didn't think I was just a stagehand, did you? Well, I didn't want to assume. Well, good on you. You should get out of here only on one condition i'm listening uh offer a a dance class for someone who may be interested in picking up the finer arts i'm not an instructor man i'm not asking i'm telling you (laughs) i i will accept a a, do do you want to try and convince him here Yes. Paul just leans back against the wall. This should be good. <laughs> should give it him. Ava's only got four more, four more scars. Presence roll. It's a nine. The man will step forward. And you see above his beard, his cheeks are turning quite red. And he'll say, I think I understand your meaning, miss. 
I can give you some lessons. Perfect. Um, Mr. Salk will gather the details and I will see you later. <laughs> How about tonight? Stokes. How about come back tonight? We can arrange that, yes. Just you? Yes. Ava's never on. Yes. <laughs> come around to the back door. I'll have it open for you. So he'll come around to the back door. Ew. There. And I think that's a good place to wrap up the day phase. Except you are owed another clue, Ava, from your 12 plus. And I think as you are walking out of the halls back toward the, the room you came in, On a low shelf, just inside one of the doors, is a snow globe that catches your eye. Picking it up, there's a dancer within the snow globe, and they are wearing a rather avant-garde dress off one shoulder, big flower on the other, hair done up, looking... Beautiful. It is you dancing in this snow globe. I don't think so. Maybe took some creative liberties. Um, who made this? They used my likeness without my permission. We are suing. Whomst. 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 Yes. All right. So, uh, and actually, just a, a minor, minor thing. As you are leaving the opera house, you see a woman, uh, a, a unhoused woman, clearly. She smiles at you with uh, a toothless mouth, and you note that she bears a Christmas wreath upon her brow. In her hands is a nutcracker. Anyone? Is she just like standing there? No, she's watching you from, yeah, she's on the street watching you. Mm. Mm. Are we walking home or are we taking a carriage? I can't imagine Ava walking across out the city. In the in that dress? In the winter? Uh waiting for the cab uh or the carriage the car- <laughs> carriage. Um Ava will notice um the unhoused woman staring, um, which I mean she's not not used to. Um but uh Ava will give a, a polite wave and uh, Avoided. Um, we'll wave um, uh, a happy holiday to you. She will look at you and say, not all puppets have strings, you know. I'm, I'm sorry. Not all puppets have strings. 
you are being toyed with, toyed with, right now. Right um, now. Yes. Well. And Ava will just like turn to another direction. <laughs> that happened. Give it to me. Ava's not giving this person any more attention than. I'll tell you a story if you give me that happen. Mr. Salk, if you, if you wouldn't mind. Wouldn't mind giving her your hat pin? No, doing something about her. You ah. can't do anything to the Snow Queen. All right, miss. Uh, thanks very much for your time. We're going to be heading off now. Off now. Uh, perhaps. Puppet. Puppet. Morgan tosses a farthing into the snow in front of the woman and then lights a cigarette and turns away. Wow. He will look at the, the money and take a, a chestnut out of her pocket and use the nutcracker on it and then stick it in her mouth and then reach down for the farthing and say, puppets all, all of you, and start wandering away. Let's talk about dusk. Um, we have some moves to resolve. Frank, would you like to in quicken? Uh, that's a 10 on the dice and a plus three, so that is 13. Ooh, very, Thanks. very nice. So, Frank, you have a bonus to uh, vitality? Vitality, yes. Until dawn. So, yeah, that is very handy. And you will also uncover an additional clue that no other hunter would be able to detect. You can tell me that during the dawn phase. Matt, please, Ghost of Hargrave House, if you're going to. And Day Work, if you're going to. Have oh, why you can't so stop. stop the problem. The problem with day work is I'm like, have we met the killer already? But you can't answer that. Have we? Um, have we? I, I cannot answer that. Oh. Maybe. Truthfully and completely doesn't mean like. A lot. <laughs> like, if you ask that, the answer could be no, and that's a truthful and complete answer. Mm, so true. But it's it's maybe. You decide who the killer is, not me. <laughs> what? What obvious clue did we miss at the Opera House? 
obvious clue did you miss at the opera house? Well, I mean, that's also not how the game works. But mm -hmm. I will say, uh, I very clearly mentioned a former hunter of Hargrave House who gave you this threat and that's nobody true. bit, which was a very obvious, that was a big Shut oversight. Shut so that's that's that. As for Ghost of Hargrave House, I think Salk will take uh, Frank's whiskeys again because <laughs> there might be some uh, one attraction to alcohol right now and two uh, guilt about stabbing Frank. And so they're being taken to be refilled because... <laughs> uh, Sog's not in touch enough with his emotions to apologize, but he'll definitely make sure that Frank's stuff is nice for a while. <laughs> All right, very good. Is there anyone else who has any? If not, mm -hmm. then we can talk about uh, Hargrave House. And let's go to the, ah, the reception hall. Do you feel unsettled or at home when you enter a Hargrave House? What do you perceive in the reception hall that reinforces this feeling? Didn't we do that? We did this. Yeah. I didn't yeah. mark it. Okay. Uh, let's do the conservatory then. A former hunter in residence turned out to be the legendary killer known as Roger the Reaver. This was his favorite room in Hargrave House. Looking around, how do you know that? Um, let's say there was a on the doorway into the conservatory on the opposite side of it of the doorway uh there are notches along the doorway of like um people that this person has killed <laughs> all right This is like a, a greenhouse style conservatory, right? That's what they usually are. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that um there's this cloying scent of rot. In the room, and because the this you know it's 
the sun comes in very strongly. It's always just this kind of like warm, heavy scent that is just like just beneath like the like just beneath the air of the room. So you don't always smell it. You don't smell it often enough to acclimate to it. But you'll just every once in a while get this like strong whiff of of death and decay. And there's no place that it's coming from in particular. Cool. I think all of the uh many of the plant beds even the ones with non-ideal facings have been uh had been replaced with um yellow daisies and uh or in victorian era people did the whole language of flowers thing you could send flowers instead of writing a note and the yellow daisies mean i am coming soon and so he would send them out before all right many of the uh of the pots um uh what is what are, what are they made of oh uh terracotta pots many of the terracotta pots um have uh been in use for quite some time and uh there are uh water stains you know as they accumulate on those pots uh but some of those water stains uh are a deep um uh rusty crimson mm -hmm. very cool thank you conservatory is painted let's discuss what we're doing tonight would anyone like to make a suggestion we know what Ava's doing not necessarily you could stand them up Ava doesn't need more enemies at this point. <laughs> Anybody else? I think Morgan is going to plan on going to see one of the one of the the location of one of the where one of the victims was found. I think. Um, there was one found at uh, the there's one found at Regents Lake Park, one found at uh, Rabbi Solomon's synagogue, and one found crucified outside of St. Paul's Church. All of these are locations 
I think he will go to the park. All right. Um, Salk will go to the synagogue, I think. Uh, right. I think Frank will accompany Salk to the synagogue. Sounds good. So let's talk about our unseen. I think. Um, Oh, let's do the uh, Belfort murder. Seems like appropriate. It is on row 31 at the far right. Charles and Nancy Belfort have been married for 10 years and they absolutely despise each other. Yeah. Tonight is the night. Straight. I'm kidding. My parents. Yeah. Charles and Nancy Belfort have been married for 10 years and they absolutely despise each other. Tonight is the night when one of them will finally snap. So let's talk. Um, I think the paint the scene is going to be for everybody. Uh, Charles does something to get under Nancy's skin. Um, Matt. Nancy humiliates Charles. Would anyone like to pass before I just skip someone? Would anyone like to not have one of these? Otherwise, I'll just. Um, I can. I can. I can pass. All right. Uh, Realistic action. I should probably because the dog is freaking out. Oh. Well, so we'll, I might we'll, as well. we'll take a break. No, we I thought you that, were going to so. pull from real life, Matt. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. So, Dan, are you cool with with taking that spot? Yeah. Tracy, I would like uh, Nancy humiliating Charles. And Martin, which of the two can't take it any longer? Describe them murdering the other. Are they happy at the end? Happy Christmas! All right. <laughs> Let's uh, let's come back uh, at twenty two past, and we will get going on the night phase. Okay, night. The Bellafort murders. As we look around the Bellafort's home, how do we know their love for one another died long ago? As a reminder, this is your opportunity to set things up for later echoes in the night. There is a portrait of them on their wedding day. And it's been, the, the frame is crooked. It's been relegated to sort of a dark and dusty corner of the house. And it's, uh, it's not lit very well. It's dirty. No one, clearly no one has maintained it or like cared about this photo for years or this painting. Thank you. I'm very direct tonight. 
Portrait? What? I won't tie in at all. Hmm. <laughs> the place settings for Nancy and Charles um, are always set each night with a separate, like they respectively each have a separate set of dishes that they each that they eat from. They do not eat from like a matching set of dishes. And you can see from the like scratches and grooves in the plates from many years of uh, knives slicing through through meat and, and forks stabbing that it's been this way for a long, long time. Thank you. I think there are small caches of pillows and bedding in most rooms that have a horizontal surface. Um, uh, and the, the master bedroom has a bed that is always made perfectly. I'll say to uh, to piggyback on that, the, the bedroom, one of the beds is made, well, the bed is made perfectly because the other bed is in another room because they no longer sleep together. Thank you. All right, noted. Uh, let's begin with the synagogue. Um, Rabbi Solomon's synagogue. There is walking in, you see a platform where a Torah scroll is read aloud, a lamp holding a flame that never dies, and wax dribbling down a menorah indicates that it is the sixth night of Hanukkah. I paint the scene for everybody. What demons are fought here? What shows these struggles? Demons. Maybe, um, some kind of demons that like throw some type of fire or like fire elemental because there are like um, burn burn marks or scorch marks um, kind of randomly in some areas. Martin's going very literal. Yeah, actual demons. Fair. I mean, she's a retired hunter. Yeah, exactly. Like, why wouldn't that make sense?
I don't have a lot of this. I think That's that. Fine. I think that many people come here to fight their loneliness, to uh, come together and worship. And you can see that by how worn the edges of the pages of the uh, the Siddur are the prayer book, because so many people come. There are a lot of regulars who come and they will, uh, take places at the the same spot week after week and so you can almost if you know somebody you can tell which passages which places that they've gone to the most to read very good As a reminder, you're always welcome to pass on these paint the scenes, so don't feel like you have to if you don't got anything. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything. Okay, well, at this Thanks. time of night, the uh, usual services are over. Rabbi Solomon. Uh, will greet you near the entrance. Rabbi Solomon has been hunting demons since before she was a hunter at Hargrave House. Uh, now in her retirement, she is a patron of the arts and holds a day job as a local rabbi. She will greet you warmly. I don't think... Uh, Either of you would have had overlapping tenure at Hargrave House, but uh, you know of her. And as she greets you, okay. uh, can I do thinning of the veil before the night starts, like before we leave the house? Okay. Um, I just, I really want to fail this role at some point. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. Not today, apparently. Uh, Five and a two. So that is a plus three. It's so it's a ten. ten. What is what, about to happen? Yeah, uh, what is about to happen and why is this about to happen with a 10 plus? I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm okay with that. Rebecca Solomon will greet you warmly and she'll say, you know, I've seen a fair share of hunters in my day. How Gravehouse churns through them. Like this so-called sculptor is churning through my favorite performers. But it's good to see you, hunters. Good to know the tradition's being kept alive. 
good to know London's in good hands. She looks a little skeptical when she says that last part, but uh, uh, do either of you have the darkened threshold marked? Okay. She will look at the two of you and, and bring you back through to her office and sit back and say, you know, I thought I was lucky, able to retire peacefully, but I find I'm as busy as ever. And uh, really could have done without these, uh, these new murders. Well, I mean, typically we can do without most murders, I would hope. It's true. Uh, so, uh, what what can you tell us, uh, considering you seem to know all the performers? Well, not personally. I. It's not like we were uh, we were close. I enjoy the ballet, Mister Salk. I enjoy enough it enough to have favorites. To, enough to have favorites, yes. Do you not have favorite artists, sir? Do you not have favorite musicians or authors? Who Is it so strange to have favorite dancers? Oh, dancers, not not just favorite dances. Oh, dancers, artists of their own of their own sort. Even the young can bring something unique to the performance. What can I tell you about them? I can tell you that they were all talented, far more talented than their peers. They were dedicated. They were treated poorly by the theater, as all the dancers are. And yet, you are the patron of such an establishment and you know these problems and don't use your influence to improve things? She'll, she'll bark out a little laugh and say, what makes you think I haven't, Mr. Salk? Oh, just the... Just the word as we were investigating earlier today. The dancers are barking. I do not have as much sway as I wish I did, but what little I have, I have applied to make things easier on the poor boys. Well, did you do away with the policy of um, putting dancers on a Spanish don on a Spanish donkey? She will laugh and she'll say the, the rumors that come out of that place. No, there, there were no torture horses, Mr. Porter, but there were other, uh, shall we say, distasteful methods of training. 
Eyes. I'm all ears. Yes, Bill. Well, it was once upon a time common to glue the point shoes onto a foot. Imagine having to spend your entire day like that, walking on the tips of your toes. These poor boys were near mutilated. But they were quite adept at point. It was inhumane and cruel and monstrous. And it is no longer performed, to the best of my knowledge. And we have you to thank for that? I... She'll, she'll smile and she'll say, you have my donation to thank, I believe. I wouldn't go so far as to claim credit myself. Hmm. Mr. Salk, while I admire the thoroughness of your investigation, I assure you, I am not the sculptor. My talents lie elsewhere. You must understand as a former hunter, it is important to follow all leads. Oh, I do. But if, well, if we had worked together, I suppose you would understand that I am a dead end. Although I quite rather consider myself a red herring. It's such mm-hmm. an interesting image. And hmm. Hmm. Have you have you investigated at all? I've done what I can, but I'm forbidden from speaking to the staff of the theater. You're a well, patron I'm... and they forbid you from speaking to the staff? Indeed. That's highly unusual. No. Well, it seems they don't take too kindly to the patron patronizing their staff in more intimate ways. At least you play favorites. She will smile and say, You will have to speak to Zelia, the director, if you want to know more of that. It was her problem. You you wouldn't have had to go to the ballet to investigate the child, the young man, kind of in a nebulous stage there, um, who was um in encased in a block of ice in your own synagogue you're right right but unfortunately i am not a mortician or a 
forensic specialist and the body looked to me like a sad little boy with his balls cut off gilded not gilded okay that's all right that's new information for me i thought they were I covered see. in gold oh oh no covered in ice the three of them i have done what i can i've called you i am retired investigators I have duties beyond this case it's your responsibility now so no like just indication as to how someone could uh, bring a human body in with with a fair amount of frozen water around it uh into your place of worship uh un uh undetected no no like broken door latches or anything like that she will sit up a little straighter can i get a uh, investigation move with presence please That's a four. Frank has no presence. He's got more than Salk. Uh, she will look at you and, and say, Mr. Porter, I can't explain how they brought the body in. I can't even explain how it managed to stay frozen for so long. This is not a cold, cold space. But I can tell you that if he had been, if I had been here when he did, I would not have needed to call you. Point taken. She'll she'll smile warmly. If there are any questions, I would recommend you track down uh, the director. It's a good place to start. But be careful in that theater, hunters. It is more than it seems. Surely you must remember how irritating uh, cryptic sources were from your time as a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do, Mr. Salk, I do. Good luck to you. And back at, at said theater, Ava, you will find that the back door has been left open to you. And within... Uh, are the same hallways 
that you had previously passed, but there is a door clearly marked backstage. It is also left propped open to you. Well, uh, Abe is gonna waltz on through. You will find McCulloch, the stagehand. He is wearing something like a, a ballet outfit, but uh, let's say not not quite so revealing for a man of his size. He is dancing, and he is dancing very well. Uh, looking at what he's wearing, Ava will we will watch him for a bit just to watch him dance, watch him move. Mm. Um, and then we'll chime in and say, well, if I thought uh, we were going to be wearing um, appropriate clothing, then I would have dressed accordingly. And and what are, are you still wearing your dress? Are you? No, just, uh, I don't know. A lesser version of that, <laughs> like something not as fancy. He will raise an eyebrow, but something easy to get out of. He'll raise an eyebrow and say, "That's uh, it's going to be hard to move in this." I've been to plenty of social or, or here and there. I, I I think I can manage. You know, sometimes when I'm practicing here at night, I swear I can hear slippers thudding in that other room keeping in tempo whenever i stop to look no one's there it's a funny thing are you saying there are ghosts in this building oh there are absolutely ghosts in this building miss no doubt about it sometimes i wonder if it's my mother she she loved dancing but let's not talk about her Yes, not to be crude, but I don't think uh, I don't think we're here to talk about your mother. <laughs> so, do you know the rabbi? We're familiar. We're acquaintances. He will start approaching and say, "She, uh, she's a lovely woman." She isn't very knowledgeable. There's a lot going on in that head of hers. Oh, yes. I've offered her lessons as well. Have you? Is she a capable dancer as well? Very. But I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do. Well, as I said, I have been to many a dance, and I hope not to disappoint you. As you are approaching, you will hear a sharp clearing of the throat behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and turning, you will see a woman in very, uh, it's a very elegant outfit, but very reserved. And, and not uh, 
she's not dressed for show, but she is still a very classy lady holding herself perfectly, her hair perfectly in place, not a single strand out of the tight bun. And she will look at you and say, I believe we've met, haven't we? Would I recognize her? I don't know. I think you would. She's the and director a lot of, people. of the ballet. This is Zelia Gagnon. Oh, hello, Miss Gagnon. Care to join us? She will uh, kind of look down her nose at, at McCulloch and say, you're dismissed, stagehand. Oh, must and he go? He was about to just show me how, how talented he was at dance. I'm sure he was. What brings you here, Miss Quinn? I mean, have you seen him dance? He's just so, so well, well skilled. I mean, has he ever given you a lesson or two? She will approach and kind of give you a, a once over and say, you know, perhaps you could have been like us if you were brought up young enough. And perhaps you could have been a star of this amazing ballet hall if you had some dancing lessons. Miss Quinn. You know, I think you and I are rather alike. We're both survivors. But you should not be here. Oh, come now. Just here to have a little fun. Isn't that what this place is for? You are under a very incorrect assumption. Is there something but... I should be afraid of? Pointed oh. look. <laughs> you? <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt you fear much. But there is, there is something interesting about you. Would you like to attend a live rehearsal tomorrow afternoon? I don't see why not, if the invitation is being extended. Wonderful. That would, that would make my day. For now, perhaps it would be interesting to see you dance. You do dance, Miss Quinn, don't you? Well, before we were so rudely interrupted, um, yes, I, I was speaking just to McCulloch about how, how I frequent a, a social gathering here and there. She will take a step back and stand a little straighter and say, dance. Well, you must understand, I, I rarely dance alone. And Ava will like step closer to, to her and like offer to take her as a dance partner. You see behind her in the shadows of the, uh, the, the backstage, there are at least 14 other ballet dancers here, all dressed in their ballet gear, 
all standing perfectly with uh, hair pulled back. Is Darko having an opinion? He thinks he sees things. Mm -hmm. um, do I notice all of these dancers? Oh, yes. Uh, Ava will give them all a glance and then she'll look at Miss Gagnon again and say, well, I mean, I don't mind an audience. Morgan, you are going to the park? Yes. So to answer your question, what is about to happen? Um, there is going to be uh, an appearance. Someone unexpected will make an appearance. And the why is because you left something undone. Oh, good. Uh, you as the group, not you in, in particular. Also, I totally forgot about the unseen. I'm so sorry. Uh, Dan narrate a scene in which Charles does something to get under Nancy's skin. All right. Uh, I think we are at dinner. Um, and uh, Charles has Charles is demonstrating a preternatural knack for scraping silverware on dinner plates just so. He seems to know which utensils make the best squeaks and which angles to hold them to add that sort of shiver-inducing grating sound. Um, there is a soup course. Somehow he manages to, to permeate the soup with this scraping sound. Um, at some point, Sally uh, gets up and puts on a wax cylinder. Uh, and the music that comes from it is punctuated uh, almost as, a, as an additional track by this squeaking and scraping. Nightmare inducing. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, I was getting uncomfortable. Yeah. I was like, stop! <laughs> Make it mm -hmm. stop! Morgan, uh, the park is would be dazzling under a midday sun, but is silver and white and black under the moon. There are long arching bridges that span wide waters. Willow limbs laced with frost gleam as young lovers take their first tentative steps together under the boughs. There is a small winter market that is currently closed. Despite the picturesque, picturesque vis visage, Regent, bleh, Regent's Park Lake was witness to tragedy last year when the ice gave way and 500 figures plunged into the freezing depths. What evidence of the rescue effort still lingers? So paint the scene for everybody. Uh, can you repeat the last sentence of that? What uh, evidence of the question. rescue effort? Oh, uh, oh, the Park Lake was witness to tragedy last year when the ice gave way and 500 figures plunged into the freezing depths. 
That's what evidence the rescue effort. Yep. Yeah. Still linger. Uh, there's the tattered remains of a pavilion that was set up to house people that were to be dragged out to get them uh, warmed. And so there, there's um, there's some fabric that is sort of frozen to the ground now, and uh, sort of the the remnants of a frame that has been um, has fallen down. Uh, similar note, uh, there are uh, the few nearby trees um, all have the remains of ropes wrapped around their bases. Um, assumedly, they those ropes um, went all the way out onto the ice and into the, the lake at some point, but at this point they are rotted away down to the tree trunks. Very good. Maybe there's still a section of the um, the ice that's like blocked off because um, they may be like still looking per se or like it's open just to in case they need to go and look again I think that There are depressions in the ground where the frozen bodies of the survivors had to be placed and stacked. It still kind of remain because just from the even though it was cold, just the pressure of all of those bodies just like melted the ice over the course of the rescue effort. Very good. Is that everybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Morgan, what are you doing here? The body has been removed, but there is uh there are a couple of roses left on the ice uh, near a chiseled off piece of ice, presumably where the body had been found. Morgan is going to walk up to where the body was found and that's handy that there's some roses there. He wants to perform a ritual to observe another place or time and try to observe the time the body was placed there. Can I do that or no? I, Is that too? I mean, hmm. you can't see who did it. <laughs> yeah. I just want, like, just want a clue. Um, can, we, can we get a clue about that? I, through, through seeing the other place in time, you'd, you'd see the 
you'd see the body being done. That's not, that's not a, hmm. you know what? I will take, uh, yeah, I'll take that as, a, as a an investigation. I'll, I'll, I'll take that as, as an investigation move. Hmm. I need to do a ritual for my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. That is an A1. So that's investigation is the reason. Zero. So that is that is a fail. As you are walking along the ice towards this spot, looking down at the ice beneath your feet. The first crack is very delicate, but soon the air is filled with the sound of cracking ice. And you would swear you'd see, you could see hands pressing up from underneath the water, reaching towards you. The ice will shatter beneath you. I'm going to need a vitality roll to avoid. Oh, great. My my other zero stat. Amazing. Yay. Four and a three. So Alternatively, seven, seven. Salk can show up with a rope and a No, yes, no. It, your move, you tell me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I think from uh, from the edge of the park, uh, the camera pans over and Salk is is sprinting towards the frozen the frozen lake with a coil of rope. And a, they wouldn't have had, actually, they probably would have had life preservers, like on the big boats and stuff. Yeah, sure. And I mean, why would Sulk have that? Who knows? But it's his power to have things. So, um, and he gets to uh, a nearby tree and ties off the rope uh, and uh, steadies himself and throws the life preserver into the waters after Morgan. Okay. Ah, oh, this night's starting out great. <laughs> it's kind of better. Uh, Going to roll uh, for that? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think, yeah, because I think it's just your move and that that one doesn't have like a failure state, right? Yeah, no, you're ready for action. And I'll, I'll accept this. It's it's just pulling Morgan out of the water. <laughs> um, okay. Frank, did you follow Salk? I know it's his power, but 
I'll allow it if you wanted to go with him. Uh, I think Frank's going to stay behind in the in the synagogue. Ava, you are dancing for the director, yes? Dancing with the director. No, no, for... Oh. Salk, as you pull Morgan ashore, you hear a voice behind you. It says, it was a simple task, Mr. Salk. Kill your friend. Leave the deathless mm. to me. The spear comes out of nowhere to Morgan's perspective, coming through Salk's shoulder. Over his shoulder, you see the reflective blue faceplate of the collector. The collector threat is not resolved. There is a new question, complexity eight. Where is the collector's reflection? <laughs> Solving that question will give you the opportunity to destroy the collector's reflection and stop him from using the ability that Ava now has. Well, You will not have to find new clues for this. You can use your already found clues, but you will have to use them to answer the question. Clues are available again. Salk, as the, the spear comes towards you, are, I, I think actually I'm going to need a, a vitality roll to avoid. Or actually, you know what? No, that's a, well, it can't be a good cliffhanger if we play next week and Tracy's not here. So I'm going to need that role. <laughs> Vitality, huh? Yep. All right. Oops, sorry. That was. Wow, it doesn't matter. Wow. The spear will go right through the center of your back, Salk, plunging through your heart as the collector lifts you up bodily before tossing you aside and approaching Morgan. Or you could put on a mask.
No. 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 I feel like that's a suitably dramatic exit. No. Okay. Uh, Salk? I have to do all my own things now. My own. <laughs> <laughs> Salk, the collector has killed you. Um, and I think that's where we'll we'll cliffhang, and we'll pick back up next session and see what happens next. And. Uh, The dog is fussing and insisting on attention. So I'm going to end recording and uh, we'll have to do Stars and Wishes async once more. So uh, recording.